Pokémon. Sorry, I like left and I was like, hell yeah, it's like 3.50, we're yeah. good. I'll get there at like 4, 4.10. Blaze it. And then I was yeah. like, it was like cars on empty. And then I was like driving and I had my windows down and there's this like uh. noise. And I was like, wait, what? And then I have to fill up my tire with air. I used and to have this to that was my like, mini. not, it was like, you need to fill up your tire with air. Like <laughs> oh, you God. can't, you can't uh, ignore this this time. And uh. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Fuck you. That's what my mini does. Like every winter when I would drive my mini Cooper, I'd have to fill up the air like every few days because it would just always like some slow leak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Yeah. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to. That was adulting. <laughs> Anyways, how's your sex life? We are your sober hosts. I'm Channa. And I'm Corey. And today is called Anyways, How's Your Sex Life on a speed. Because <laughs> on fucking cocaine. On fucking cocaine. Because <laughs> Corey has to go see a movie in one hour and ten minutes. And <laughs> No joke. Um, <laughs> oh, it starts at seven. It is currently 5.05 p.m. Yeah. But he has to drive to Salt Lake, which is going to be like. 35, 40 minutes in itself. Yeah. So, and I'm just packing for Tennessee because I'm going to Tennessee tomorrow. Yes. But by the time you listen to the, to this, I'll be back from Tennessee. We are so, busy bees. Ooh, exception. Um, announcements. Super yes. quick. Boom. few weeks left to enter our $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. Rate us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes for one entry or rate us and leave a review for two. Screenshot whatever the fuck you do. Slide into our DM, send it to me, and boom, you're added to the giveaway. The screenshot is the key. If you don't do that, you won't get put into the raffle yeah you're fuck fam um now you can send it to me through instagram or instagrams anyways is your sex life you can send it to me through facebook or twitter which is ahysl podcast or our website ahyslpodcast.com um, on our website if you go there you can also view our patreon so go ahead and click that link right above like the top of the screen it says patreon you can watch our cute little patreon video that took Aww. us like 23 tries to it do is cute. and then you can go view our tiers and all that fun stuff and right now like I, because I checked our Patreon earlier today, and we have over almost a hundred items on Patreon listed right now. Oh yeah, there's like tons. There's, I would say there's easily over twenty hours, twenty five hours. Of yeah, content. so go check yeah. it out, y'all, and you be supplying hours. our champagne. All right. Yeah. Announcements are done. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Announcements. Now my faggot facts. Okay. So what I'm gonna do for the next like, uh, there's also so okay, I, my supernatural stuff. I'm going to have sort of the same theme for the next two or three episodes, uh -uh. basically until Christmas. But also for Faggot Facts, I'm going to sort of have the same thing, um, uh, the sort of same theme. So what I'm doing right now is I'm going to do the list of LGBT firsts in 2019 around the world. Ooh, so cool. like first things that happen. So this will be one eye opening and then two cool and then also two, three a little sad. Oh, I'm excited and sad. Yeah. Let's do not this. A, not crazy sad, but like it's just like, yay, momentum, forward momentum, yay, go gay liberation movement. But also like, shit, it, this happened in 2019. Oh. Not most of them are like that, but some of them are, it, some of them have a little bit of that. Has it been like, it. oh my God moment? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the rest of the fact facts that I do will also be like um, LGBT movies, best LGBT movies of the decade. Because I'm going to do decade stuff because that's what everyone's doing, duh. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, because we're at the end of the decade. I'll okay. do like the most violent crimes of this best <laughs> oh, the, You should. That'd be fun. Everyone's like, huh. Oh, everyone's skip, like, great. Skip, skip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do love that. We're like, yay, gays. Yay, yay, yay. And you're like, murder, rape. I'm like, so the, the most violent murder of twenty of the 2010s is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to list off some. I have about, like, 15 different ones, and we can just, like, make comments. This is this list is taken from Wiki. Okay. Um, so, like, I didn't, like, scour the internet for this. I just looked at Wiki because I, I l l used this before for some other things. It's, it's very interesting. It's cool. cool. I'm okay. excited. So, um, first one is Taiwan became the first country in Asia to legalize same-sex marriage. Hmm. What the fuck? Hmm. Like, this year. And that was like one of five countries this year that legalized same-sex marriage. Wow. Northern Ireland was one. Taiwan. I remember the Northern Ireland articles about it. Yeah. There's like, there's three others. I don't remember them off the top of my head. It's Interesting. Okay. 
Um, Pete Buttigieg, is that how you say it? What? Uh, the, the the gay guy running for the Democratic, uh, like, in office. He was trying to run for, like, the Democratic uh, oh, candidate. Yeah, for, yeah, but he's not doing it anymore, right? He's not doing it. But he became the first ever openly gay Democratic presidential candidate in American history. What's up, Daddy? Damn. Also, he became the first openly gay presidential candidate in a nationally televised American presidential debate. That just sort of comes with in the package, I guess. Um, and then I'm going to say this wrong. Okay. Yeah. Brace, embrace. Ek ladikiko dekato That's not even remotely close to what it's supposed to be. That's so far it's off. Indian. It's Indian. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> Indian, Indian. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're like, bitch. I was like, oh, God, Corey, how many times we've talked about this? Native American. <laughs> It was the first mainstream uh, Indian film to deal with a lesbian relationship. Oh, cool. So, like, like a Bollywood first, film? Yeah, first like Bollywood film to deal with a lesbian relationship this year. Interesting. Bollywood films are so extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see some. I want to see some like really good ones. Okay, so the next one is, this is uh, I'm gonna, this is a little bit lengthy, but I'm going to read it out because like to be very respectful. Uh, so Army Captain Olivia Steckett. Uh, Stehilk, I'm going to pronounce these wrong because I'm sorry. Navy Lieutenant a CMDR. What does that mean? Commander? Yeah, that's yeah. probably Commander. Probably Commander. Uh, Navy Lieutenant Commander Blake Dremen, uh, Army Captain Jennifer Peace, um, Army St- uh, Staff Sergeant Patricia King, and Navy uh, Petty Officer Third Class uh, Akira w- Wyatt became the first openly transgender members of the United States military to testify publicly in front of Congress. Oh, so I went oh, and looked at oh. uh, what was going on with this. All five testified that they were able to do their jobs effectively after transitioning. Transitioning. Some testified that their fellow soldiers were comfortable with their transition, and their transition even allowed others to open up to them like within their ranks. Ooh, ooh. Um, so this is them testifying like, hey, we can be in the Army because, you know, Trump was being a total asshole yeah, for yeah. Like, no reason. Um, yeah, and this was them. They went in front of the Supreme Court and were like, hey, bitch, like, we can fucking serve. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, so go them. Yes. Um, then we have, okay, this one comes with a fucking, like, grain of salt up your ass. Okay. Oh. oh. Co-director of Avengers Endgame, Joe Russo, has a cameo appearance in the film, in a film, or, like, in the Endgame film, as a man grieving for the sudden loss of a loved one, which is the first time an openly gay character has been portrayed in a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. That was put on there because somebody cared enough to put it on there. Mm. So, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that representation. That is shitty-ass representation. I don't count that. Everyone can fuck off. That's the shittiest representation ever. They literally just, like, threw a dog a bone. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, fuck them. Um, they made a big deal about it, too. Like, my goodness. Okay, anyways, moving on. <laughs> That could be a fucking, <laughs> like, shoot the shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Megan Rapione, sorry, became the first openly gay woman in an annual Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Nice. That's fun. Um, Andy Brennan became the first male Australian soccer player to come out as gay. Nice. Um, Utah County Commissioner Nathan Evie, IVA, sorry, came out as gay, making him the first openly gay Republican office holder in Utah history. What's up? That's cool. Utah County? We're in Utah County. Yeah. Jordan probably knows all about him. Um, also, fuck this, but this this blew my mind because I guessed maybe Obama didn't do it in office. Donald Trump was the first or, – or sorry, this is Republican. Donald Trump was the first Republican president to acknowledge LGBT Pride Month when he did through a tweet. Isn't that weird? I don't believe that. He did. He said something <laughs> I know, about but the pride. first? He's the first He's one? the first Republican oh, president. Yeah, okay. that's why I was like, for a second, then I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Duh, Obama's pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, he and Michelle definitely did something. <laughs> um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Mark- Markle became the first British royals known to celebrate LGBT Pride Month. Because uh, Meghan Markle's American. Yeah, she's like, bitch, we're doing this. And he's like, okay, I'm hot. <laughs> and we're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, take your shirt off. Um, in June 2019, in celebration of the LGBT Pride Month, Governor Andrew uh, Cuomo ordered uh, that the LGBT fri- Pride flag be raised over the New York State Capitol for the first time in New York State history. Uh, there were also other governors, like in Colorado and two other states, that they basically did sort of the same thing where they displayed the LGBT uh, Pride flag on 
like the Colorado state capital and then two other states. Cute. So it was like the first year that I was done in some states, which is very interesting. There's other stuff here that's going on, but we're good. You just know, go look at them. You can just go look at like, if you search list of LGBT firsts in 2019, you can, there's like, I said, a third of them. That's cool. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, for my spooky scoop, I'm going to bring the mood way down. Bring it down. Way, 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 way down. And this is something we're going to talk about over the next few episodes. Um, They're going to be over two or three spooky scoops. I'm going to be focusing on domestic violence and other forms of assault and violence and what we do if you're in a situation like this. Uh, Now, if this is triggering for you, because this is, I'm sure, triggering for some people. I mean, some of this is triggering for me. Um, Just fast forward for the next, like, ten minutes or so or sooner, because I guess we're going through this pretty fast. Three minutes. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> and then Five minutes. You get five to seven minutes. <laughs> but yeah, just fast forward a little bit because it is triggering, but this is very important for us to talk about. Um, all this information I'm going to go through is from is taken directly from thehotline.org, which is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Okay. So the definition of domestic violence, and again, this is quoted directly from their page. <coughs> Sorry. Ooh, phlegm. Um, Domestic violence, also called intimate partner violence, or IPV, domestic abuse or relationship abuse, is a pattern of behaviors used by one partner to maintain power and control over another partner in an intimate relationship. Domestic violence does not discriminate. Anyone of any any race, age, sexual orientation, religion, or gender can be a victim or perpetrator of domestic violence. It can happen to people who are married, living together, or just dating. It affects people of all socioeconomic backgrounds and education levels. So it can happen to anybody, pretty much. True. Domestic violence includes behavior that physically harms, arouses fear, prevents a partner from doing what they wish, or force them to believe in ways they do not want. It includes the use of physical and sexual violence, threats and intimidation, emotional abuse, and economic deprivation. Uh, Many of these different forms of domestic violence or abuse can be occurring at any one time within the same intimate relationship. So um, I'm going to go through some general, like, stats right now of domestic violence. Um, Next week, one second, let me open this. Um, Next week, I'm going to go through stats, like, specifically in, like, the LGBTQ community. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, But this is just, like, the general general facts of just domestic violence in a nutshell. (laughs) Woohoo. Okay, let me zoom in. The SpongeBob meme, domestic violence. Domestic violence. Under the rainbow. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Bringing the mood down. But it's important. So, on average, 24 million people per minute are victims of rape, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner in the United States. More than 12 million it, women. Wait, in the United States? Yeah. 24 million? Yeah. Per, per minute are victims of rape, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner. More than 12 million women and men over the course of a year. Oh, sorry. Over 20, 24 people per minute, not 24 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, there are 300 million people in this nation. <laughs> like, how is everyone goes like <laughs> back up against the wall? Like, where the fuck is this going on? Oh, my <laughs> 24 people not 24 million jesus christ i was like holy fucking oh my shit god <laughs> you're just driving down the street and everyone's just getting like destroyed That's so not funny <laughs> my goodness it's like holy shit See, this is what is happens this? when we go fast i start reading things wrong <laughs> i was like where is this happening next fact holy i'm shit. gonna so 24 people per minute are raped in uh, the united states in the united states Damn. they're either raped uh, or some physical violence or stalking occurs by an intimate partner so every s- minute. Since we have been recording this podcast, we're at like 12 minutes, I believe. So 12 times 24. Or 13 minutes. 13 so 13 times, times 24. 24. So that's 240 is 10. And then 24 times 3 is... Uh, I dropped out of theater school. Uh, 72. So that is 322 uh, or whatever. Just while we've been talking, has either been raped or like beat up or stalked or stalked. that's crazy since we've been talking since we've been talking shit um, now more than 12 million women and men over the course of a year so not 24 million per minute <laughs> damn uh, okay we... I'd be like everyone needs jesus we're going back to church <laughs> <laughs> next fact i will read this a little bit slower so i don't fuck it up i'm like nearly 10,000 no Nearly three in ten women, so twenty nine percent, and one in ten men, ten percent, in the U.S. in the U.S. have experienced rape, physical violence, and/or stalking by a partner, or report a related impact um, on their. And then it just cuts off. I don't know why it cuts <laughs> off. <laughs> it doesn't lead. It's like a broken link. Okay. It was literally a broken link. 
I don't know. Uh, fix your website. Okay, next one. <laughs> um, nearly 15% of women and 4% of men have been injured as a result of um, intimate partner violence, and that includes rape, physical violence, and or stalking. Damn. Um, in their lifetime. One in four <clears throat> women and one in seven men under the age of 18. Over the age. Okay, I need to reread this fact. These facts are It's messy. okay. It's okay. One in four women and one in seven men aged 18 and older in the United States have been the victim of severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. One in four women, one in seven men. That's Damn. huge. That's crazy. Um, domestic violence alone affects more than 12 million people each year. Kind of talked about that earlier. Um, more than one in three women and more than one in four men in the United States have experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner. Um, nearly half of all women and men in the United States have experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner in their lifetime, which I have gone through uh -huh. extensively. <laughs> Anyways, next one. Females aged 18 to 24 and 25 to 34 generally experience the highest rates of intimate partner violence. And then from 1994 to 2010, about four in five victims of intimate partner violence were female. And mm. most female victims of intimate partner violence were previously victimized by the same offender including 77 percent of the females ages 18 to 24 and 76 percent of females ages 25 to 34 and 81 percent of females ages 35 to 49 so the general facts pretty much what this all means is fuck if you're a woman <laughs> terrible run. things happen Terrible things happen to people all around you and that's like the scariest part is chances are yeah you know someone that can that is part of this statistic like i'm part of this you statistic. you do know somebody you do like you know too many people that's too high of a percentage yeah it's it's a guarantee that you know someone who is currently going through or has gone through some form of domestic violence whether yeah. it is physical or emotional abuse happens yeah now there are a lot of resources for people depending on their location um the general domestic violence hotline you can call is 1-800-799-7233 um, now, next week, I'm going to be focusing on the stats uh, of the LGBTQ community and the different types of like domestic violence that happens specifically in the LGBTQ community. Oh, okay. Um, and then after that, we're going to go through what, um, the, the, what the National Domestic Violence Hotline calls the path to safety and how to get help. And then after that, what to do if you know someone who is going through, um, who's experiencing some form of domestic violence. So it's going to be pretty heavy these next few weeks for the next few spooky scoops, but it's important. Yeah, because definitely. Clearly, by those stats, it's happening all around you. You know, someone that's going through it. it could be your coworker. It could be your mom. You don't know. Like, yeah. it could be someone. What I'm doing for my supernatural segment, this will be a sort of starter, like prepper, uh, sort of foreplay into Ooh. what I'll probably do for the next two, uh, maybe three uh, ses or sessions that Daddy. we have, or whatever they're called. I forget me. now. Episodes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so what it is is categorizing. Uh, or like listing the order of the cosmos of hell. Whoa. <laughs> yes, bitch. I'm I want to get excited. cosmos of hell tattooed as like a tramp stamp. Yeah. <laughs> so this is part one of like part three or four. Mm. Who knows? 666. Who knows? Okay. So what I was trying to do is I was like, hey, I'm just going to look at some demons and then tell you all some cool demons and how they rank in the rankings of hell. Ooh. And then I figured out apparently that there are like multiple books about this, like multiple, like Ooh. about 15 oh. on like Wikipedia. So what I want to do is go through and find the most interesting ones ones and then tell you about those one of them is the lesser key of solomon mm. that's where you get payment and valak and shit like that <laughs> um i don't talk about them today because you know anticipation yeah because that's obviously what we're listening what we're yeah, waiting for yeah that's what we're waiting for but today i'm just going to give you some basic uh classifications of how demons are classified and explain that and then i'll go through uh about I was going to go through 10 demons. I'll probably go through six now. <laughs> Good number, though. Yeah, right? Okay, so let's let's start off on a classification system. So the classification systems are based on the supposed nature of the demon, the alleged sin in which they lure people into temptation, Oof. and may also include the angels or saints that were believed to have been their adversaries. Okay, so basically this idea, this last uh, classification reasoning comes from the book of revelations okay. um where the archangel archangel <laughs> the archangel michael um is sort of put alongside satan and sort of they fight together and so or fight with each other so that's like basically where that last idea comes from yeah when i used to do the ouija board i would have to like 
when I was still a little bit like Christian, I would uh-huh. pray and do chants for Archangel. For Archangel. Oh, really? An- oh, my God. Fuck you. Archangel. <sighs> Angel. Angel. Michael. Yes. <sighs> fuck um, you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Archangel. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, the classifications of these fallen angels are based on many other characteristics as well, such as behaviors that cause their fall from heaven, physical appearance, um, even uh, methods that they use to torment people or just like, you know, fuck with human beings. Okay. So along uh, those, that's sort of like a summary of where they pool these ideas from. And then they're classified into two different, in two main different ways. So those are like the things that they look at to classify the demons. And then they're usually classified in two different ways. Uh, main different ways. What? Uh, there's just some weird ass noises happening. Oh, right We are next talking to about demons. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> so just to clarify again, like these books, most of these different books use these two different ways of classific- classification. They aren't specific like the Dewey Decimal System or something yeah. like that. But this is just like two categories that people use. So one is by domain Oof. and then classification by office. So I'll Oof. explain these two different main ways of classifying demons. Classify me. Yeah. So the first one is classification by domain. So in the study of demonology, infernal spirits are often classified by domain, meaning their attribution to a, specific, a specified sphere of activity or knowledge. So oftentimes this means a specific moral sin or questionable behavior to which some people are prone. They may even be attributed to the methods they cause trouble to humans by the use of certain misfortunes, maladies, or addictions. Um, basically, it's just like this by domain is just think of the classifications of Greek mythology. Okay. Like Poseidon is over the sea, Zeus is over the skies and heavens, and Hades is over the underworld, shit like that. Oh, uh, you know Hades is so fucking yeah, hot. Yeah, oh my fucking God. <laughs> he would just God like damn slam it, you against the wall. <laughs> As we talk about like uh, domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're not good examples everybody we never claim to be good people like jesus christ persephone <laughs> she's like i was fucking kidnapped <laughs> we're like come on bitch he's hot <laughs> okay uh the second one is by office so in the study of demonology many spirits are classified by office rank or titles which theologians believe were once held in heaven before the fall or which they currently hold in their infernal dwelling so just think of this as like different uh like uh, militant hierarchies. Um, so like generals will have legions of devils under them and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So that's like D&D based. Yeah, yeah. Where like, hey, you have this guy's the Lord of Hell and then everyone, this, you know, like middle management's here and then here's all the grunts and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's just more like office ranking and shit like that. So Cute. think military, think D&D if you're into D&D. Manager, Mr. Manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To think the regional manager. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Apart from this, um, there are also something that I came across a lot that I might refer to again. Um, There's this person, um, before we get into the last little section about demons, um, there are different types of demons um, and there are different, there are multiple classifications that other people have that to put them in these sort of types that are sort of below the two main classifications that I sort of talked about. Okay. Um, We're going to talk about this one guy because he came up a little bit and he actually has a fun little leeway into uh, something I'll do in the future. His name is Jesus Christ. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sebastien Michaelis. Michaelis? Sorry. Michaelis. Sorry. Was a French inquisitor and prior of the Dominican order who lived during the late 16 and early 17 centuries. His uh, his history... his Historia Admirable de la Posesión, I'm doing like it's Spanish, uh, blah, 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 includes a classic, so this book he wrote. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I was like, is this Jesus or not? Again, this is, anyways, has your sex life on fucking cocaine. <laughs> Includes a classification of demons. So it's a book that he wrote that inclu- in 1612 that includes a cas- classification of demons um, that had basically um, passed into like literature that he's read before okay. and also that had possessed nuns that he... Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so this is where we get into like a whole fucking rabbit hole. This is a whole new story. But basically, I looked up who this guy was. And um, this dude along with another dude was involved in something that is called, let me pull it up really quick. Oh, you can make him a case file. 
no, no, no. He's gonna be. This isn't. It's fun as hell. Oh yeah. It's fun as hell. Yeah. It's sexual and demonic, oh, and all these daddy. nuns are just getting like Our basically, pocket. basically this like father is just fucking all these nuns, and these w- girl nuns are just fucking each other, and they're just like blaming on demons. Like oh, it's <laughs> goals. <literally>. Goals. <laughs> literally, it's it's so fucking fun. He's like fucking her. He's like, oh man, I can't, I can't believe these demons. Okay, so, so it's called the A-I-X-E-N, A-I-X-E-N province possession, okay? So it's where these, uh, it's alleged, it's like a series of alleged cases of demonic possessions occurring among the Ursuline nuns of the Axian province in South France in 1611. Ew. So he's there. Actually, one of the other fathers that was there ends up like literally getting hung or shit like that. Spoilers. But he was just there and he's like accounting all the different demons that the nuns are saying. They're like, oh my God, there's this like demon in my pussy. He's and he's just of like, me. and they're like literally not Valak, like, Valak, 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 yeah. Valak, Valak. Like you think we're exaggerating? <laughs> we're not exaggerating. Like that's what happened. Ah, uh, gold. Um, and so he's like, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yes, he's and like so- <laughs> with one hand. Like masturbating oh, fucking violently. Um, and so he basically creates this book called uh, Historia Armable de la Posesión et Conversión d'un Penitente. Yeah, it's the written porn hub. <laughs> the written porn hub. The written demonic porn hub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the types of demons that Sebastian Michaelis has in his book, the, oh, I think it's, it's just said the uh, admirable history. <laughs> that's a weird book title for that book yeah um ew they were given to him by the demon Bareth when he was exercising a nun his classification system is based upon the sin the devil tempts uh is based up based up the sin Psh, upon the sin the devil tempts to commit to the living whatever so oh. just like ignore that okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> Whoa, I am so not at your energy level. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I've had zero food today or zero, uh, I haven't even had water today. You haven't even had, you haven't had anything? No. Shit. <laughs> okay, so basically what he does is he does, uh, there are three different hierarchies of demons or okay. devils, whatever you want to say. Demon daddies. Demon daddies. Kool-Aid kids. <laughs> <laughs> so the first hierarchy are princes of fallen angels. Ooh, so sexy. So you basically like, uh, these are the demons that were fallen, a- that were angels and then fell. Sexy motherfuckers. Yeah. So they're fucking hot. Oh, they're yeah. fucking beautiful chiseled asses. Just oh, yeah. like, Chest fuck me hair, daddy. sweaty for no God reason. God damn it. Just like, just like long, just like beautiful, like ear length, black hair locks. Yeah, totally. Oof. Fuck me. <laughs> Second, second hierarchy, demons of powers, dominions, and virtues. Okay, What Whatever cool. the fuck that means. Not as hot as the other ones. <laughs> and then third hierarchy, demons of principalities, uh, archangels, and angels. So I don't know, but those are just like lower below those people. <laughs> so I think uh, sometimes in my like my stuff right here that I'm going to go through, I will refer to the first, second, or third hierarchy. Okay. okay? So that's just, just so you know, it's by that French dude who was like jacking off while writing this book, listening to nuns just like masturbate. Okay? Yeah, watching nuns like lick each other's pussies. Literally. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost literally. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> this is some okay. admirable history. So let's go through six demons. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So the first one is Lucifer himself, Oof. the emperor of hell and the demon of pride. Though commonly confused with Satan, Lucifer is a completely different demon than the well-known advers- or than the well-known adversary. In texts in which the two are not seen as the same ent- entity, uh, Lucifer outrakes Satan and is given the title Emperor of Hell. Ooh. Lucifer was the angel who originally fell from hell after fighting or heaven, sorry, after fighting with God. He corresponds to the sin of pride. When he was cast out of heaven, Lucifer took some angels. What? Do you hear all these noises? No. There's so many noises <laughs> happening right next to me. It sounds like someone's like this, like on my Ew, wall. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> fuck you for leaving me. We like have to go. Minutes. I have to get a movie. I have to go to a movie. Calm you have the to fuck go down demons. I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm Calm fucked. Fuck down demons. Um, Lucifer took some angels. W- oh, sorry. So when he was cast out of heaven, Lucifer took some angels with him who became princes of hell and maintained order over his evil dominion. Hot, hot, hot. So now let's go on to Satan. Satan. <laughs> so Satan, the prince of hell and demon of witchcraft. <gasps> Fuck yeah. Oh, I can I get like down Lilith being the demon of witchcraft more, but whatever. Maybe she's not technically a demon. Who knows? Um, Satan is the crown prince of hell who rules over witchcraft and embodies the sin of wrath. Some uh, covens of witches use his name Satan interchangeably with Lucifer, but regardless of the name, the demon allows witches to ride on his shoulders if they call him on the Sabbath. Whee! 
He appears to them dressed in white robes. Oh my God. And has blonde hair with a normal male face. Covens who worship Satan claim that depictions of Satan as a red figure with horns are meant to uh, denigrate and insult him. Satan was used by God to test Jacob in the Bible or Job in the Bible. He actively encouraged the righteous man to disobey the holy word of God. He is often called upon in witchcraft for people's fertility needs since he is also seen as the gatekeeper of fertility. Ooh, that's cool. That's fun. So I'm going to need to read through my Wicca book because there's a whole section on like fertility spells and like sex magic. I got to read through it now. Now I'm so interested. Um, Number three, demon three. Leviathan, the prince of hell and demon of heresy and envy. Ooh. Leviathan is the crown prince of hell who represents the sin of envy. In the Christian Bible, Leviathan is an enormous sea creature that roams the waters. Sick. He is also considered to be one of the demons who used to be Sephirim uh, angels. The burning, uh, the uh, so the Sephirim angels were the burning angels that surround God on His throne. Fuck. Yeah, Jordan, I didn't know those existed. Christian mythology recently. is metal as fuck. Yeah, no, that's like, <laughs> yeah, you should really talk to Jordan about Damn. some of this stuff because he he told me some things. Where I was like, if they talked about this when I was Mormon, I probably would have stayed I'd for a like, little that's bit longer. Cool. Can I be a Sephirim angel? This yeah. Fucking hot. Just be like, literally, just have like a fucking cod piece made of diamonds on my dick. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Just like a thong. Ooh, yeah. God damn, with wings coming on my back. Just Ooh! like fucking. God damn. Oh, this guy's a fallen one. Now he's God's a like, That's not how it works. I'm like, that's how it works now. That's how it works now, you fucking prude. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm so fucked if Mormon is so fucked. <laughs> Um, he is also okay. Blah 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 blah. Okay, Saint Peter is Leviathan's opposite. Don't oh. know why. Go Peter. Um, okay. Leviathan is associated with heretics, those who speak out against the faith and rules of the church. We're so team cracking. <laughs> We're flying on the like Zephyrin f- fiery angels. Yeah. We're just like whatever ooh, you do, ooh, you gotta stay. I'm true. like motorboating him <laughs> until he goes into the sea. Then I'm like, bitch, you can be in the ocean. Well, then I'm he's scared. a kraken. But I'm scared. I don't want to go. In- I don't want to see that. That's true. <laughs> Like, bitch, I'll be up here. <laughs> Just give us our fucking wings. Our black wings. We want to be like fallen angel wings. Oh, God. I want black wings. That'd be sick. <sighs> That'd be sick as fuck. Yeah. They're like raven feathers. Ooh, next year God for Halloween, damn. we should be we should be demons. We should be yes. fallen angels. It'd be like suck you by, fuck you by. That'd be, be so cute. Um, those who speak out, like blah, blah, blah. He is also known as the gatekeeper and the grand admiral of hell. Admiral Akbar, goddamn. It's a trap! <laughs> <laughs> Leviathan is used in Anton LaVey's The Satanic Bible. See, there's another one. Oh, Anton, he's the he's like the reason Satanism exists. Oh, it's cool. Important. Go Anton. Okay, go yeah. him. Oh, is he the one that we, he put his dick on that person's grave? No, that was a different guy that you oh, talked about. Oh, that's the, sa- the Satanic about him? ritual or whatever, something like that. Um... So, yeah, basically, he also represents the element of water. Go ahead. Okay. Number four, right? Yeah. Shit. I need, I have like five minutes. Okay. Beelzebub, chief of staff. <laughs> Done. Period. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Beelzebub, the chief of staff and demon of false gods. Fuck yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I love the chief of staff. Um, Beelzebub, the lord of flies, rules over the order of the fly and appears as a large winged insect when summoned. He opposes St. Francis of Assisi and ser- serves the sin of gluttony Ooh, uh-huh. while also preying on human pride and his attempts to gain followers. Before accompanying Lucifer in his fall from heaven, Beelzebub was in the cherubim order as an attendant of God. Sucks. Uh, witches routinely uh, claim loyalty to Beelzebub when religi- while religions have named him the prince of devils and false gods for his attempts to push heresy among the faithful. Some sources place Beelzebub as next in line for the throne of hell. Ooh. With only Satan or Lucifer ahead of him. As uh, hell's chief of staff, Beelzebub takes care of turmoil by demanding sol- solidarity among Satanists to keep Lucifer's affairs in order. That's fun. That's fun as shit. He's a fucking Wait, so he's bug. like third in line to become the, the homeboy of hell? Yeah, depending do- on if you like divide Lucifer and Satan into two different beings. Okay, I guess the question is, so is that saying that Lucifer... And or Satan are supposed to like, like get destroyed somehow. Well, possibly, yeah. If they're overthrown, who knows? Mm. That's sort of a D and D take for me. So speaking of D and D, Asmodeus. Oh, we talked about him. He's the current Lord of of Hell in D and D. Daddy. Asmodeus. Uh, he's the king of demons and demon of lust and Ooh, wickedness. Obviously, yeah. we uh, worship him. <laughs> so this is five, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Asmodeus, <laughs> whose name means destroyer, is called king of demons, even though he stands below some others in the hierarchy. Some associated with uh, him with the demoness Lilith, calling her his queen. Oh. While others dispute their unholy partnership. He is <laughs> commonly depicted with three heads, human, ram, and bull, and sometimes rides on the back of a dragon. Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah. He caught, fucking, he fucking cool. He's pulled cool. the, the, the good <laughs> stick. Yeah. According to Jewish mythology, Asmodeus fell in love with a mortal woman named Sarah, ending all of her seven ending all of her seven husbands on the night of their wedding. Asmodeus is uh, known for blocking married couples from consummating their union while tempting husbands to cheat. He is <gasps> the demon head. of lust, set on breaking apart marriages with enticements to forbidden pleasures. He was once a part of the first hierarchy of angels, uh, those that served at the throne of God in heaven. Asmodeus is also known as the demon of wickedness, running the gambling operations in hell. Fuck yeah, bitch. While urging mortals to uh, want- wantonly wager their own dollars. So Damn. fuck yeah, he's cool. My family struggles with that demon. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> um, so the next one I was going to do is a minister of Beelzebub in the Order of the Fly. But I'm going to go down to the last one because it's so cute. <laughs> You're like, Chana Jones. I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> Behemoth, the night watchman of hell as Satan's cook. Aww. <laughs> he's so cute. What do you think he cooks? Uh, d- bodies. Do you think they eat bodies? <laughs> he's like, fuck no. I, he's like fucking, uh, he's like, What's that girl, the southern one that's like butter, puts butter and everything? Oh, Paula Dean. Oh, Paula Dean. She's a racist. <laughs> she so is it a could racist. it could be her. She, he cooks her. Yeah. He <laughs> he he's like just the Bobby Flay of hell. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if there's a Food Network channel. I would be so into it. If uh, I could get Food Paula Network. Dean? No, a Food Network channel in hell. If I got sent down to hell and I could watch Food Network still, I'm down. They're good. I'll be okay. Uh, Behemoth is also known as the Devil's Cupbearer and is usually illustrated as an elephant walking on its hind legs while cradling a swollen stomach. He sometimes appears in the same anthropomorphic fashion under the guise of another large creature such as a hippo or a crocodile. Uh, Behemoth serves as a cook to Satan, which is fitting for the demon of excess food consumption and overindulgence. The Satanic Bible describes Behemoth as the Hebrew version of Satan. Weird. Okay, there we go. That's done. That's my little intro. Those were basically all the like top three, five, six demons, top five demons that are usually brought up. Lilith is probably another big one that's brought up as well. Nice. Um, there are a few others. Um, in the future, I'll get to Payman. I'll get to Valak. And I'm going to go over uh, other books extensively so I can actually have like real good um, research into nice. all of it. And uh, you can even make some of them a case file because there's going to be so many. You very go true. Through. Ooh, very and true. And you're doing case files this month, so it could oh, be a good case yeah, file. Yeah. Boom. Okay, so today, following my disappearance trend that I started last week, I'm going to be talking about two disappearances today. Yes. The disappearance of Karina Lynn Sagers Milanowski. <laughs> Woo. Poor girl on that name. I feel name. like my demon names were easier. And her daughter, Annette Sagers. Oh, no. So let's give some background to this. In October of 1988, Karina Sagers married Stephen Malinowski. He just goes by Steve. Yes. Um, Karina and her daughter from a previous marriage, Annette, moved in with Steve at the Mount Holly Plantation in South Carolina. And that's where Stephen, Steve, was a, was a caretaker. Over the next six years, Karina and Steve had two kids together, Thomas and James. Um, both Karina and Steve were married before. Karina's previous marriage has ended in like a regular divorce. Got it. Um, Steven's first marriage ended when his wife and daughter died in a tragic and mysterious fire accident. What the fuck? And his second marriage ended in divorce. And then he married Karina and they had two kids together. Karina and Steve's relationship was just fucking horrible. Um, according to Thomas, their son, um, he's on a web sleuth forum which is going to be a case file for me in the future because it's like 16 pages of his take on where his mom and sister is. It's pretty cool. Anyways, according to Thomas, um, their marriage was just far from perfect and they had violent, violent fights all the time. And that's kind of why I did the domestic violence thing because they, they, it was really rough, their whole marriage. So the night of November 20th, 1987, Karina and Steve had another just horrible horrible fight and Karina left between 11 to 11 30 p.m to go for a drive to cool off um she was last seen drive driving towards highway 52 which is right outside of the plantation Karina Malinowski was never seen again 
Um, the next morning, after she f- after she failed to show up to work, her boss went looking for her. He found her car parked in front of the plantation. Um, some reports state that the car was found with all the doors just wide open, um, while the others claimed that everything was like closed and locked. What? But either way, her car was there and Karina was gone. Uh, investigators looked all around the area and they couldn't find any sign pointing towards Karina or foul play. They called in the state law enforcement division and continued to search for her. And they had people both on the ground, in the air, just looking in all of the area around her. The plantation is 6,000 acres, so it's huge. Damn. Um, Meanwhile, investigators interviewed (laughs) Steve, and they called Karina's parents in Iowa, but no one had any idea where she had gone. And they're like, oh, poor Steve. We're not going to look into it at all. And yet, you know, the only person that that placed Karina leaving between 11 and 1130 is Steve. So they just ignoring the fact that (laughs) Steve is probably lying anyways that's too much work one year later one year went by uh it was october 4th 1988 11 year old annette you know karina's daughter Mm -hmm. she walked to her school bus stop with her little doggo and she sat on the bench waiting to get picked up this is the exact location her mother vanished the exact like her car would have been parked right next to it annette like it's right there the exact at 7 a.m., the school bus drove by to pick up the kids at the end of the street. Um, they drove by, and the school bus driver, like, made a note, like, oh, like, there's Annette that's waiting for me. I'm, and it's just his normal route, so he went down the street. He picked up the kids. He turned around. But by the time he got back to where Annette was supposed to be, no. she was gone. Fuck. Why is there always, like, <laughs> within – sorry, that's the chair I'm sitting on. Within, like, minutes yeah like it's always with like that what is that five minutes at most it was 10 minutes he oh, said 10 like minutes? 10 to 15 okay. um now no one knew that she was missing yeah okay now you're hearing the noises i heard it so like the bus driver saw that was gone but he just assumed like maybe annette like walked to school or like the dad picked her up or something like you know he didn't really think too much of it um and this is like the 80s, so it's not like the school is going to call uh, Steve to sit, ask where Annette is because yeah. they didn't really care yet. This is like pre-9-11. Uh, so no Pre-caring. One really, this, yeah. So no one even knew she was missing until she didn't return home from school. So that's like a six-hour time period that was missed because no one even just If I was a recognized. bus driver and I passed somebody and then 10 minutes later didn't see them, I'd be like, where the fuck is that kid? Yeah, right. That kid is gone. But I guess it's the 80s, so. Anyways, Steve, you know, before he decided to call the police that his daughter just didn't show up to school, he decided to walk over to the bus stop to try to find her. And that's when he conveniently found a note in her handwriting that said, in quotes, Dad, Mama came back. Give the boys a hug for me. Her handwriting was confirmed by her sixth grade teacher. What the fuck? And a YouTube commenter who is the child of the sixth grade teacher can (laughs) confirm that his mom is the one who confirmed it was her handwriting. What the fuck? So whether Annette wrote that note on her own or under duress, you know, it's unknown how the note was written. Um, Steve then decided to call the police. Oh, also, side note, her dog was gone. Like, no one's been able to find the dog ever since. So, yeah, fuck. Fuck this story. Fuck that. Steve called the police, and the search for Annette began. Police searched for her the exact same way they searched for her mother and, again, found nothing. Just a few months after Annette's disappearance, Steve moved himself and the boys to Florida he then gave up his parental rights as their father, and he put them into a foster care. He then went on to marry another woman and have more kids with that woman. Fuck that. Meanwhile, Karina and Annette's case went cold. You can just do that? For 12 years. You can just drop your kids off at a foster care and be like, I don't want to be their parents you have to anymore like, legally? You have to give up your rights, your parental rights. I think it's a bit you of a process. You can just do that? I mean, apparently you can do that. I guess I just never thought of that. Yeah. Mean, okay. I know, like, there's a lot of laws in place, like, uh, you can give up, like, a newborn baby and stuff. That's why, like, you can take a newborn baby to a fire station, to a fire for station, example. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Karina and Annette's case went ice cold for 12 years. Then in 2000, an anonymous caller, um, they called, and they said to look for Annette's body in a very specific field in Sumter County, which is the county, like, next to their 11 years place. later? Uh, this is like 12 years later. Jeez. Um, police brought their best cadaver dog to the field. They couldn't find anything. Now, this cadaver doggo, I need to talk about him for a minute because he's a good fucking doggo. Aww. He was so skilled at his job that he was able to find Civil War bones in a jar buried four feet underground. What the fuck? Yeah. So he could obviously find Annette's body 
or Karina's body if there was a body in that location. Because some people are like, the dog just couldn't find it. Like, no, this dog is better than you at everything in life. This dog is like fucking VIP, Celestial Kingdom, a a angel, a fire angel dog. (laughs) What were they called? Sephirim Angel. Yeah, Sephirim Angel. This doggo was a Sephirim Angel, and he could not find any body. And just like that, the case went cold again. Wait. So, so, like, where the fuck did a jar of Civil War bones, <laughs> how did the fuck did that end up there? And how the what fuck- What witchcraft was done in that And, field? like, why did they have the dog, like, looking for- I guess he might, they just must have threw him in a field or something, and he just went to one area, and they the dug The dog's like, up. guys, I found this fucking, fucking witchcraft. They're like, that's not the person we're looking for. Yeah, He's they're like, like- But it's fucking witchcraft. <laughs> they're like, that's not Annette or Karina Doggo. <laughs> He's like, no, treat. but this was used to summon, like, ten demons that are currently on this earth. Yeah, I wish I had some more <laughs> info about the- yeah, <laughs> about that. Shit. So let's go through some of the theories. So the fact that both mother and daughter disappeared in the exact location one year apart is just too bizarre to be a coincidence. So there are a lot of theories about what the fuck happened. We're going to go over some of the most popular ones. Aliens. Aliens, number one. But that's just, you know, Always. aliens, period. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, the next, which is the most obvious to me, is that Steve killed Karina and Annette. Um, his first, he, you know, his first wife and daughter died in a mysterious fire. His second wife yes. left his crazy ass, and his third wife disappeared. So unless this, did he get money? Unless this motherfucker, I don't think so. I don't know, cause like no research. Well, and on he like Steve. drops off the kids, and he's like, "Fuck off, I don't want you." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless this motherfucker is like the most unlucky guy that's ever walked the face of the earth, like he has to have something to do with the disappearances. True. I mean, his first marriage, they died in a very mysterious, tragic fire. I mean, like, come on, it's yeah. too quintessential. There's just them. too much. And, you know, we know for a fact that their marriage was rough. They fought all the time. And Annette wasn't his biological daughter, and he treated <sighs> her like garbage. So, of course, he killed his wife and then the daughter a year later. He didn't want to take care of the kid because she was an inconvenience to him. Um, and so, and he clear, I mean, he didn't even want to take care of his own two sons, his own biological sons he yeah. didn't want to take care of. Uh, also, he was the last person to see Karina alive, and he was the person who found Annette's note. All of the info the police have been going off of was only taken from Steve. I mean, I mean, there it's obviously it has to be Steve. Damn. But there are some arguments against this theory. One is that Steve was a known pothead and like dabbled in crack, mm-hmm. and his sons have have said that they literally don't think their father was smart enough to come up with like a flawless murder in a way, because he was such a dumb motherfucker yeah and uh, he just didn't really think anything through so they're like there's no way that this type of person could commit like a, a perfect murder in a yeah, way like or focus perfect kidnapping. that much to yeah do this. yeah and the next argument is why would he have let annette go all the way to her bus stop that morning if his plan was just to kill her like wouldn't it just been easier to kill her at home like the risk of being <sighs> seen with her at the bus stop was too he, great like, sold her it off just to the mafia didn't really make sense and i mean maybe and, you know, finally, the police, they did look inside of his house and they didn't find anything that really pointed, 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 <laughs> pointed porn. towards foul play. They just found porn. So it was like, how could he kill his wife, drive her car to the location, walk back, clean the house up so perfectly that nothing could be detected in the matter of a few hours? And yeah. this guy's like a, a fuckhead, like dumb pothead. Yeah. Uh, how could he get Annette at the desk? Uh, how could he get Annette at the bus stop, kill her, hide her body, get rid of all evidence? With, again, within just a few hours. Damn. I don't know. But, it, I mean, it's pretty obvious it's Steve. Or he's really unlucky. Um, another theory is that Karina intentionally disappeared and she came back to rescue her kids. People speculate that she yeah. ran away to escape her violent marriage and she came back a year later to rescue her kids. You know, maybe her intent was to get all three kids, but she only saw Annette and she just had to act really quick. So that's why Annette wrote <clears throat> that note. Or maybe she knew that if she took the two boys, Steve would come after her because those were Steve's those children. Are biologically. Yeah. yeah. You know, regardless, Karina and Annette ran away um, and they st- have stayed in hide- hiding for almost three decades. I hope that's the truth. Oh, yeah. Me too. Um, a lot of people argue that she wasn't they prepared. Some fucking rich ass daddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> in fucking Beverly Hills. <laughs> but a lot of people argue that she wasn't prepared like at all to run away. She didn't have any money. She didn't have a place to go. And why would she leave her kids for an entire year before returning? Yeah. Another theory is that Karina did leave the house and actually got abducted by a stranger. Perhaps the same abductor came back a year later for Annette. Another theory is that Karina and Annette were abducted by two completely different abductors and the location is just purely coincidental jesus aliens Uh, yeah some people think that the that a family friend is responsible for karina and annette's disappearance 
you know, maybe Karina ran into this person and got into the car with them. And then, you know, we never yeah, saw or maybe, her Yeah, again. maybe family member knew that he was abusive. So they were like, hey, we're going to make this look like your mom came back and I'm taking you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your dad hates you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then a theory is maybe Steve was, was responsible for Karina's disappearance, but Annette's was actually a kidnapping or abduction. The last theory I'm going to go through is that Annette's biological father or family member abducted her. There was supposed to be a court hearing or a custody hearing scheduled a few weeks after like Annette's sudden disappearance. Steve didn't want her anymore. And so family members were trying to win full custody. So people think, well, maybe the family got so scared that they're going to lose the custody battle that they came and they just they just took her. They took her. Now, there are lots and lots and lots of theories of what happened to Karina and Annette, but to this day, there aren't any answers. The case is still open, so if you have any information regarding either disappearance, please contact the Berkeley County Sheriff's Department at 803-761-7190. Final theory, she's a changeling. The changeling got her, Ew. buried her in the ground, and then came and killed her mom, and then she just disappeared. Ooh, next theory, black-eyed children, Black-eyed children, period. <laughs> Anyways, how's your sex life? Anyways, how's your sex life? <laughs> we have what, five, four minutes? Yeah, we have three minutes. Okay. We, this is the fastest episode. You don't even really need to edit this episode. Uh, yeah, there's like a couple things I'll need to edit, but it's fine. I'll tell you right now. It's been two days since we last recorded an episode, so not much has happened. Some fun things happened. Uh, we won, uh, or we didn't. Okay, we got... We got third. We tied for third place at our trivia night. Fun. However, we then they posted the last answer, which the last answer had twenty possible points because you had to get all the states right, et cetera, et cetera. Don't okay. need to go into it. And they listed this correct twenty states, and we were like, "Hey, we got all but two of those. We should have more points based off of the point total that was allowed for that round." Mm. So they retallied it. We came in second. We we came in second with fifty points behind the leader, fifty one points. And I accidentally helped them answer a question. No. So technically, we tied for fifty. We tied at first place for fifty. Oh my god! Fun. Not not technically virtually, I guess, but not technically. Fun. I, That's they, fun. They were like uh, the answer was Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, um, nice. And they couldn't they couldn't think of they got Ian right, but they couldn't think of McKellen. Oh, fuck you. And so I was like, it's McKellen. And then they like Kyle was like, bitch. <laughs> and they did. They won by one point. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. you, Corey. So we got second. Fun. Um, and that's what happened. Oh, and then st- the whole thing is about stuff with Matt. Um, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't what think happened? he would. Any updates? Uh, so updates, yeah. So that whole night, the whole trivia night, uh, after trivia, we went and ate, and it was Tyler and him and I at Cafe Rio, mm. and we just talked about like sex stuff, and he was like really interested in it, and then he like turned and looked at me, and he was like, "So you know the guy I was with? Like we went back to his place and we like had sex, and then in the morning when he woke up, he told me that he loved or liked me or loved me or something like that, and he was like, yeah, so we're like we're not together anymore, and I'm like, why the fuck are you telling me?" <laughs> <laughs> Yay, you're seeing him tonight. Uh-huh. And that was after earlier this earlier that night, he was like, hey, did you have a good time on Friday? And I just looked at him and I was like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, yay, that's so yeah. fun. So that's what that's basically all that's happened. Um, let's see. About five minutes after you left on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, Jordan and I were sitting on the couch debating what we wanted to uh, what, what we wanted to eat that night. Yes. And then Jordan decided that he wanted to eat my pussy. So yes. <laughs> We had crazy like, gone. ball slappy <laughs> sex within minutes after you were gone. Damn. It was a good time. I was like in my car. Yeah, you were like in the <laughs> elevator when Jordan's like, I think I'm hungry for your pussy. And I was like, what? Fuck and then yeah. boom, started fucking. And then boom, the cats appeared. Because that's like, you know, what Cause happens duh. here. Cause we had crazy awesome sex. And then we made like bomb ass food after. And then we got stoned and ate food. And I was like, oh my God, it, I'm in love. It was a great night. Yeah. And then I've just been working like a crack whore yes. these past few days. Yeah. But. That's pretty much it for my sex life. I'm going to Tennessee tomorrow, but I'll talk about that next week. Yeah. So. Anyways. <sighs> how's Your. Cocaine sex. Life. <laughs> oh, God. Bye, guys. Bye. Sorry this is a little slow, but, or Sorry short. it's slow. Sorry it's a little short, but, like, we wouldn't have done an episode. Chan is going out of town. So, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>